If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Connor Happer. I'm probably smarter than I than I portray at times. Mike Schaefer. I am really dumb. This is Happer and Schaefer. Wade Davis retired. It was time. We will always have 2015. He, uh, he, he gets to retire a Royal, which is nice. And he opens up a spot on the roster, which is even better. There you go. <laughs> Maybe it's for Bobby Witt Jr. Maybe it's for another guy in the bullpen. Have you seen all these relievers, by the way, who are getting paid? Uh, I saw Kendall Graveman's getting $24 million to not be the closer for the White Sox, and he, I don't know that I understand it. He has, he has like... 10 career saves or something like that. And not that saves is like the end-all be-all, but these relievers are going to yeah. get paid this offseason. Graveman was really good as a multi-inning guy last year for the Astros and the Mariners, so I assume that's what he would be used for. I saw this one this morning when I was driving here, uh, and I assume if you were going to go, if you wanted to play, place an irresponsible wager uh, <gasps> on, no. a, on a futures bet, just figure out what astronomical odds are for the NL Cy Young for Steven Matz because he just signed with the Cardinals. And if I know anything about anything, former top prospect that doesn't quite reach it anywhere else but ends up randomly in St. Louis, I would expect him to be about 17-5 and five next year with a sub-3 ERA. It's the most frustrating thing of all time. So just go ahead and pencil in that $44 million contract to go very well. They turn nobody, nobody pitchers into yeah. very good pitchers. And it's it's really infuriating. Iowa, Nebraska. Oh yeah, this is um, th- this has changed quite a bit since Monday, since the Monday show. Anyway, after the news of Adrian Martinez being out for the game, uh, at which point before that, Nebraska was a as much as a four point favorite is flipped all the way over to Iowa being a point and a half favorite, which I think is appropriate. I think Adrian yeah. Martinez is worth that much and there's a lot more unknown how does nebraska approach it um can they find an offense that works for for logan smothers and not try and make him you know run the adrian martinez offense cross your cross your fingers do you think it looks a lot like the luke mccaffrey offense i was saying that yesterday and yeah i I do and at times it looked like with that they were trying to run the adrian martinez offense which is you know kind of its own thing i it's weird because the point that Sam made earlier, and there, there's definitely a difference between Iowa. We had talked about it a little yep. bit at the end of last week. Like, why is Nebraska able to do this against Wisconsin, but then they play Iowa and it's you know right after usually, and they look completely broken on offense. You you think about all the, all the Iowa games so far, and it's just been like. Well, last year was weird because Adrian came back and it was a whole bunch of short passes. He went like 18 of 20. 19 was the weird Luke-Adrian year where you just had to like band-aid it together at the end. I think Adrian threw for 50 yards in that game or something like that. 
and Luke may have been your leading rusher, I want to say, in that game. Um, and then in 18, you needed like a fake field goal um, and, a, and a nice they went try to basically yeah, yeah. to stay in that game. They, and a great sequence of the touchdown and two-point conversion to Cade Warner to, to tie it. That's right. Yeah, that that's the best Nebraska's offense has looked against Iowa probably yep. in the Scott Frost era right there. Um, so we're walking into a pretty weird situation on Friday. I, I sometimes wonder if the theory on that is that Wisconsin set up is they're much better in the front seven than they ever are in the back four. Yeah. And Iowa's I was generally usually got a secondary player or two that's going to have a nice NFL career. Yep. So it feels like they're better in the back four. And so they do a better job of taking away big plays, whereas Wisconsin seems to, to really thrive on havoc up front, mm-hmm. whereas Iowa is just fundamentally rock solid. So like Sam front. said, doesn't that kind of play into what Nebraska at least has to try to do, I think, to, to win the game on Friday? I mean, it's not. I, I don't think it's going to be explosive with Logan Smothers. And 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 you think about what Nebraska's offense has been this year. It's been super duper dependent yeah. on explosive plays. Um, like I hope they can find a way to get Samari Toure open. I'm not counting on it, that. It feels like, and and I don't know how much you can do in a week's time and with with one day less, but it feels like the kind of game where you should see a fair amount of Logan Smothers running the option. You could see a fair amount of Samari Toure or Alante Brown or Xavier Betts in the backfield uh, doing a little bit different stuff there. The play they used to score the touchdown with Samari Toure was really nice where he lined it up. Or he was in the backfield. He came out, ran that route. Um, I I think that was Samari Toure. I might be – I might have that confused with a different game. Are you talking about Wisconsin? Yeah. Didn't – I might be thinking of it. Whatever. The point is that they have these guys that they can use in, in a variety of different ways that I think you kind of can't look at this as you say and think, well, this is what we do with Adrian, and so Logan right. should emulate that. It probably has to be a lot more dependent on getting some different guys in motion, getting the ball spread out around the line of scrimmage, and letting some of your athletes try to win individual battles that way. Because I don't think you're going to get a lot of shots downfield. You need to, when you get those, they need to come off of kind of like the Austin Allen catch was uh, uh, against Wisconsin. They need to come off of sort of a misdirection or a play action yeah. or a fake option. Mm-hmm. Like That's when you kind of need to be able to hit your throw downfield. What's the target points number? What does Nebraska need to get to? I mean, I always Would 20, tw- 24 is always the number that I have in my head. Would 20 do it? I don't think so, unless you really – if that defense can bounce back. Cause it's not like Tyler Goodson's bad, and he's still available for Iowa, right? So Yeah. Um, I just don't know if this, this version of the offense has 20 in them. Uh, if Nebraska's version? Yeah. I don't know if they do either. I don't know – I don't know what to do with Nebraska's defense coming off of allowing 35 points and 240-some yards or 252 yards rushing. Yeah. Looking like they got kind of carved up in the middle of the field there. I thought it was a bad game for their inside linebackers. Um, you know, I, I expect Luke Reimer and Nick and to play better than, than what they did in that one. And, uh, you know, so it, Iowa, they aren't the same offense by any means, and their quarterback situation is unsettled. But they still have the ability to run those sort of plays with, with Goodson that if you don't hit the right run fit or if, if someone's slow to get to a spot, he can hit home runs. Yeah. 
And he's he's proven that against Nebraska. They're less likely to hit the home run than than Wisconsin and Braylon Allen is. Here's the thing though with and, and I think we're gonna get Alex Padilla, the new Iowa quarterback on on Friday. He can move a little bit. Yeah. He he can move a little bit. So um that could be a, a wrinkle that they toss in there. Such a weird game for a lot of different reasons. I mean, it, right off the face of it. It's two backup quarterbacks, or you know, Iowa. I don't know if he's technically a backup quarterback anymore. Um, but for Nebraska, he is. So I, that's already interesting. And then how you kind of adjust off of that. But you know, to to kind of look ahead to the next segment when we're gonna when we're gonna pick the game, I I just don't know if I can take Nebraska in this spot because. I don't think their offense is going to be able to score enough. And even if they do, it's probably going to be close anyway. And the edge goes to special teams. And, you know, I think Nebraska discernibly loses that battle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless they come up with a performance, um, you know, out of nowhere, which would just probably frustrate you even more. I just don't see it. There's a path there, but yeah. it's really narrow. I, I, You would need the defense to come through with some big plays. You'd need the special teams to limit big plays. Um, I, I felt way more confident about their ability to go into Madison and win that game and catching Wisconsin the way that they would have there than I do against an Iowa team. Then I I'll use another cross sports comparison in, in the last six, seven years, whatever, it has always kind of felt like this game means a lot more to Iowa than it has to Nebraska. And I, despite Nebraska being three and eight coming into it and no Adrian Martinez, I have little doubt that Iowa is going to show up and play really you know, freaking hard. I, I made the case yesterday that I, I think it's we're getting there. I, like I think Nebraska, it's it's starting to mean I, something it, to them. It should. I don't know why. You yeah. know, and I'm not trying to say that it doesn't. You know, it's not like they haven't played hard the but, last. But three think years. about it from from the specific situation that Iowa's in right now. I mean, it's either a nine-win team or a ten-win team. Yep. They're almost for sure not going to win the Big Ten West. They don't control their own destiny. They would need Minnesota to win on Saturday. Correct. But they have to take care of business first. They, they do have to there. win, so there there is an importance to that game. Like, But 85% chance you're going to Tampa again. Yep. And, you're, you know, you're playing in, the, playing in the Iowa Invitational, the Outback Bowl, and um, that's okay. That's, that's a good year for them. And... You know, you're going up against a, a three and eight team. It's a rival with a backup quarterback. Yep. Like, I don't know. I, I I think there may be more pride on the line for Nebraska here, weirdly enough, even though it only takes them from three to four wins. Right. I just have not seen the situation where Nebraska and Iowa have played that Iowa didn't give Nebraska their best. I mean, they they just always come out and play they they may not look good because they're a limited team and you know, you can stake 2019 as an example for it but then go look at what their defense was doing and what AJ Epinesa was doing and how hard like I just I yeah, always they, feel they like they wanted it in you know for about 16 17 oh yeah 18 yeah they, they wanted those and then just how you know Keith Duncan was reacting in in those situations in 19 and then of course in in 2020 and and uh uh 2018 so like it just I think this game matters a lot to them, and I've yet to see a performance across the time that Nebraska's been in the Big Ten where it kind of felt like Iowa showed up flat. I've seen multiple Nebraska performances like that. I've seen, you know. You reminded me of Succession. Yeah, but it's just. <laughs> the Tom? Yeah, Tom. 
I've never seen. Yeah, different terminology. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, in in this example, you got Iowa being a little bit more like Logan Roy, and, <laughs> and Nebraska being a little bit more like Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> so I I felt like of the two games, the Wisconsin one in some ways because I thought Wisconsin wouldn't treat it, and I don't know that they. I don't know that Nebraska got Wisconsin's best last weekend. It felt like they kind of wandered into that game. Yeah. And they that was even with the opening kickoff. Like if they don't get that kickoff and they don't start that way. Yeah, Nebraska starts aggressive. Nebraska probably punches them right in the face mm-hmm. and then that that would have been interesting too, but uh I just I don't I don't feel good about Friday for Nebraska. Yeah, I don't either. Anymore, especially without I, Adrian Martinez. Even with Adrian, I was skeptical. Yeah. But now without him, I'm really skeptical. For sure. All right. Uh, well, then let's get to our picks for the weekend as we kind of previewed it a little bit there. Uh, we'll have a standings update coming back, heading into our final week. There there could be more. We could do conference championship weekend, bowl season, so there could be a little bit more on the horizon. This is the regular season finale, and it's a tight race. How tight? We'll find out, and we'll pick the weekend's games next. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.